Hello and welcome to a preview of a Patreon exclusive for August 2023 of the old kids movies. I don't know if I mentioned that already, but this is player one, Trevor Howell with, of course, my favorite player two, AJ Beltis. How are we doing today? Your favorite? I will take that. How are you doing, Trevor? Yeah, just keep that a secret between you and me and anyone else who's listening. <laughs> No, this is crazy. Your your favorite player too is someone who does not play video games. Yes, so <laughs> that's what we'll, we'll talk about. But yeah, I, I'm I'm glad to be doing this because I I've wanted to do this one for a bit, or just more talk about this at some point with you and include this into the show somehow. And I think this is a great one since there's a maybe terrible or maybe fantastic new video game movie in theaters. But it's not about the video game. It's about the real story of the driver who played the video game, who became a real driver. Gran, Gran Turismo, of course. A video game which I've literally never played in my life. Oh, so that's not in your top 10? It is not in my top 10. Which, yeah, that's what we're doing. It's the top 10 video games. And we'll cut it off after a few numbers here for, for the rest of the Patreon exclusive. But... What I wanted to do is, AJ, you've made it clear that you are not a, a, quote, gamer. You don't really play video games. And you never really have to that much, like that much, as at least as much as I do. Yeah, that's totally correct. Right. So my, my, top, my top three or four games, I would say, uh, I've, I've sat, I've been guilty of sitting for hours in my basement or even in my apartment at times and just playing this game and then going through like binge weeks where I would you know, play it for two hours a day for a week or two and then just not touch it for six months and then go through the exact same thing. At this point, I'm like firmly not a gamer when building this list. There's, I don't right. think there is a single game here released after 2008. That's because as I got older, I focused more on movies and television and mm -hmm. kudos to you if you're a gamer, but that's just not how I spend my time. But having grown up playing PS2, playing GameCube, having those hangout sessions with friends where we're playing a lot of the games where I'm going to tell you about in a bit. I understand what the appeal is. And I know that there's a lot of people who play those story mode games that those story mode games that I've literally just never played those throughout. Uh, and I'm sure that you're going to have a lot of those to talk about on your list, but that's just not reflective in my experience or my list. Yeah. And I think that's why I wanted to do this is I wanted to show how much depth there are with games because I've recently more appreciated games from a design standpoint and the craft of it, because I think games are, or at least can be a work of art, just like movies can be a work of art. Sometimes they're not, as we've discussed on this show. But they're also a form of entertainment, a way to build or have community, and just a way to pass the fucking time. <laughs> and I, I'd say that a lot of the games that we'll talk about go into growing up, and they kind of go hand in hand with a lot of these movies in the sense that a lot of these movies we have specific memories attached to them and a lot of these games on our list we have specific memories attached to i i'd say most of these are are memory based when i was coming up with things there's actually more recent ones than i thought i would but there's definitely some memory based games on here and the the top 10 list i said just do whatever criteria you wanted whether that was your favorites whether it was your favorite memories you had with the games it's, it would just be a game on the list or just your you think it's the best designed objectivity you know however you wanted to create this list i wanted to make it as easy for you as possible because <laughs> i know it was hard for you 
I would say a lot of it is nostalgia and a lot of it is how much fun that I have playing this game growing up. Right. So if you had, I don't know, you could have had uh, Hydro Thunder on here, the arcade game. Maybe you do have it on here. Well, I'll preface it. You did. You were very kind with your with your criteria for this list. You said include computer games and include mobile phone games. Oh, absolutely. I actually saw that as a bit of a cop out because I play a lot of app games and I've definitely been guilty of sitting in front of my computer and playing a lot of video games. Oh, I'd love to know what they are. They're not on the list. So I, I, I really tried to focus not on those, but more so on the dedicated games. So, you know, for me, it's it, it wasn't like the frivolous games that I could just play whenever I have a second with my phone. I really did go out of my way to include games that I had to go out of my way to play. So those would be console games and arcade games, which I, I did include those. Well, if you want to have some honorable mentions, we can list some of those computer games and mobile games. Because to me, a video game is any game. And if you have heard the you know the debate of is a hot dog a sandwich Mm -hmm. it's the famous like game design version of that is is Candyland a game and that's the big argument of game designers yeah so yeah i mean that is that's your answer but uh it's it's obviously a bunch of debate and my favorite is uh mark rosewater's answer and decision on this his stance on this and he's the lead designer of magic and has designed it for many, many years and just a fantastic, one of the best designers of all time. He says, mm-hmm. it's a game as long as you think that you have decisions to be made. So if you're a kid and you think that pulling a card is making a decision, then it's a game. Once you realize that Candyland is predestined and you don't shuffle the deck at all, the deck is, everything's decided when you open the box and like set the game up, it's no longer a game. And that mm-hmm. games are a series of decisions and whether they're fast-paced or whether they're slow, turn-based, like a game of cribbage or something, even if there's luck involved, I think decision-making comes into that. You can decide whether to make a decision, whether you have a 50% chance of success if you choose to do it versus something that you know has a higher chance but a lower reward. That's still a decision, even if there's luck involved. So I think anything that you put on here, if you said something from miniclip.com or miniclips.com, I don't know if it's plural or not, or addicting games. Addicting games, yeah. Okay, addicting games, yeah. Those are still games. Those are video Mm -hmm. games. All right, well, noted, and I'm not going to knock you for having any of those on your list. I don't. (laughs) Okay, well, yeah, So, but that's the thing. I don't want to include something like Angry Birds in the same discussion as something that we're going to talk about later. Not to knock Angry Birds at all, or Flappy Bird or something like that, but I wouldn't really consider that, not that it's not a video game, but just I, I didn't consider that as all. Okay, good to know. All right. Meanwhile, it sounds like you have an extensive experience playing video games, Trevor. Oh, yes. As as, as the first time I opened and I I played my sister's N64 and got my first Game Boy uh, color. I skipped the one without color, thankfully. Mm -hmm. And uh, just from there, just kept getting new systems here and there when I when I could afford it or got a very, you know, my birthday gift for the year or whatever. Uh, all the way through now. And I I think after a while, my, my parents definitely stopped buying games for me. And I just started buying them myself once I was able to work or, you know, do dog walking or babysitting and finally getting actual part-time jobs. I could get games and I just started to buy them myself because they my, <laughs> there were too many that I wanted to play. And yeah, the fact of the day that I learned about Trevor is that he did dog walking. 
I did some dog sitting and dog walking in like middle school. You know, when you couldn't really have a job, when you weren't old enough to have mm-hmm. a job legally, you had to do jobs like that. Mm-hmm. Little things like that. <laughs> I couldn't get a job at the grocery store. I wasn't I wasn't cool enough. I don't think you have to be cool to work at a grocery store. Well, they didn't hire me. I didn't really apply, though. So, so are we ready to jump in? Yeah, let's do it. Let's plug in. Okay. Do, do, who wants to go first? We'll, we'll do a popcorn-style uh, countdown from 10. Sure. All right. AJ, let's start with you. What is your 10th favorite video game of all time? Yeah, I, it, it's so stupid to be doing this because I feel like I feel like not not knocking the pick. It's like asking somebody who doesn't hasn't watched movies or gone to a movie theater since like 2010. Like, what are your 10 favorite movies of all time? And they're probably talking about all of the old kids movies. So this is going to be a lot of nostalgia stuff. And I just want to preface that. So that's great. Do not take my <laughs> list seriously. And I hope that you just enjoy this throwback to memory lane. My number 10 is Wii Sports. And the, <laughs> that's classic, classic. OK, so the reason I included this one was because just getting swept up in the Wii when it came out was just the absolute coolest thing. And there was nothing like this that ever existed. You have that, uh, I mean, maybe the Powered Love and the Wizard, but you've got those commercials about we would like to play. And then they included the Wii Sports, I believe, as the game that came with the Wii and making your me. And like, I injured my elbow or sh- and or shoulder at one point by playing Wii Tennis too hard. I learned how to play golf. I loved Wii Boxing. I had such fun playing Wii Sports for hours and hours and hours. And that's probably going to be the takeaway for pretty much all the video games that I've got here. But even playing with friends, like being a better Wii boxer than your friends, just in the, the the music that came on when the Wii turned on was just a ton of fun. So number 10, Wii Sports. Yeah, honestly, great choice because I know that excitement. The, one of the shameful things I did, but it ended up being okay. And what was worth it at the time is I sold my N64 and GameCube because I wanted a Wii. I had to sell a ton of my games because I just really wanted the new system. And I had to, mm-hmm. like I said, I was buying it myself in fifth grade. And uh, I didn't have any games when I got the Wii, except for say, uh, some GameCube games that I got to keep because it could play GameCube games. So mm-hmm. the amount of hours I have on Wii Sports is is probably very high. <laughs> All right, what's your number 10? All right, my number 10 is a recent one but the ones i played it was was for the wii u uh they since released it on the switch but it obviously a better version it's mario kart 8 and the switch version is mario kart 8 deluxe Uh, to me i think this is the best mario kart game there has been i think a lot of people think uh, the wii version is pretty fantastic and, and double dash obviously but to me i really love underwater segments the upside down segments or like the zero gravity parts and uh flying the part from mario kart 7 that they they took from the 3ds where you can kind of hover when it when you're in the air uh the kart making is so much fun the characters are a lot of fun and they finally got crossover with other nintendo properties like zelda and uh so you can play as link and it's a lot of fun and just hyrule the That's track cool. there is really cool yeah so it's, it's just really uh it, it's a it's a perfect one and there's so many it's really easy to play with other people. Uh, if have you have you played Mario Kart 8? No, really? I, I hate to say, but the answer to pretty much almost all of your video game related questions is going to be no, if, whether or not I played it. I've played Mario Kart, all the different variations. I actually played Mario Kart as a an arcade game when I went to Japan and Osaka, which was a ton of fun. I wonder if they had a different but, version, but but they do have an arcade version of it, and it's it's pretty good. Unfortunately, right. I have not played that game. Darn. 
Well, you have a Switch, don't you? Or your roommate does? My roommate has a Switch, yeah. But I think he left it at home with his brother. Ah, okay. All right, well, number, number nine, AJ. Number nine. So a lot of people might be surprised to hear me say this after the uh, Brink episode. But my number nine is a video game that I played on PlayStation 2 featuring a very famous uh, extreme sports guy on a board. And my number nine is uh, Sean Palmer's Pro Snowboarder. <laughs> so don't get me wrong. I played a ton of Tony Hawk Underground and T- Tony Hawk Pro Skater. That was the game I feel like probably when I was in kindergarten, first grade, second grade. We had that on, that on the PS2. My friends had that on, on PlayStation and PlayStation 2. And I played that for hours whenever I had the chance to. But I liked the uh, Sean Palmer's Pro Snowboarder a little bit more. Can't exactly say why. I think it was because I was so used to playing Tony Hawk with everybody else. And this was just something that was new. I had gone snowboarding once in my life by the time I got this. And I thought I was the coolest kid ever until I ended up learning how to ski a couple of years later. And I just don't like skiing or snowboarding. I'd rather Mm. be inside on a cold winter day. But yeah, I I just had a lot of fun with this one, racing down mountains and playing probably most of these games. I just played with my brother or my neighbor. And this was just uh, a lot of fun memories playing this one as well. Did you ever play any of the SSX games? What is that? They're, They're snowboarding racing. It was the more they goofy, like, it was the goofier version of Sean White snowboarding. Uh, Sean Palmer, Sean. Who's Sean White? Wow. The he was oh, that guy who had the cameo in Friends. With, he was the guy who had that cameo in Friends with Benefits. No, oh, Sean White's a snowboarder too. Yeah, but he also had oh. a cameo in Friends. With oh, Benefits. Okay. oh, I haven't seen that. Um, oh, it's Sean Palmer. It's not even Sean White. So, didn't Sean White have a snowboarding game too? Uh, probably. Okay. Uh. But oh, it, it, oh, Sean White's in the game too. I'm 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 seeing now. But I, I've never played this game. But SSX was my snowboarding game of choice, and I think you would really enjoy it if you played it now. Nice. I have a copy. I can send it to you for the GameCube. Thanks. <laughs> I do have the. I still have the GameCube. Yeah, I, I can send you the GameCube. coffee and, and and see if you enjoy it. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if you'll even know what this game is, but do you, are you familiar with GTA? Grand Theft Auto. I'm- I am familiar with GTA. Okay. This is not a Grand Theft Auto game, but this is one of the Grand Theft Auto clones. Yet I feel like did something totally different and it was just so much fun and I'd never seen anything like it. It's a little bit edgy, but also super progressive. And I can't tell which one it's trying to be more, but it's Saints Row the Third. And this is where you're you're running your own crime organization. Um, and... It's basically GTA. You run around, you can drive cars, drive other vehicles, you shoot a bunch of like other rival gangs and stuff. The story's so ridiculous. This the weapons are so ridiculous. There's this is the purple dildo game. If purple if that makes dildo? Yeah, that's one of the weapons. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. It's so goofy. You can ride around in jets and helicopters and all these things. And I just had so much fun playing this, and I've played through it a couple times with a friend. Uh, and also strangers online because it's just fun to jump in with the the co-op mode and i just think it's a really really fun and great alternate game to gta if you're into open world action games whatever that <laughs> nice i'd like to say i'll check it out at the end of all of these trevor but i just i no, don't I know. lie to you <laughs> I, I mean if you could play ssx something like ssx you could play for 30 minutes and know if you like yeah. it or not yeah okay number eight Number eight, this is, I, I'd say, one of the first and last games that I ever played throughout 
And it's flashing back sort of to a couple movies we've done on the podcast before, but it's one that we haven't done yet. And it's for PS2. It's the Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban game. And I remember trying so hard to use my Patronus to like ram through all of the Dementors in a way that pleased the game and sufficiently beat the level. I don't know what the objective level of Dementors that I had to beat was, but I feel like I had to do this like 30 times over the course of four days until like finally friggin did it. And then this is a game I actually finished and then went back and played again. So I don't remember wow. specifically what else <laughs> about it I, I liked, but I really remember liking playing Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban on PS2. I think the last I played the Chamber of Secrets game for the Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. That was a banger. But did you ever play the Quidditch game? No, that that was the Harry Potter game that people played. I think you'd like that one, too. I'm really curious how many Star Wars uh, games are going to end up on your list today. Oh, Star Wars. Uh, spoiler alert. None, but there is a, a good amount. <laughs> wow. I They're in my honorable mentions to be got it. But that's a good pick. That I, I can tell so many of yours are nostalgia and not like this is the best game ever. But it, it's kind of fun because it's it's trying to pull memories from your childhood or, or beyond and saying this is the best game ever. Okay. Uh number eight for me. Uh we we just talked about this on our brink episode. Uh, but more specifically, it's this one that was my first game of the series. And this was the one that really, really spoke to me. I loved all of the levels or the first game I owned, I should say. I've played the previous ones before at friends' houses, but it's Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4. Uh, I think this has the best soundtrack. I think this has some of the best levels and the level creation is a blast to mess around Mm with. Uh, So many Sunday mornings just playing this. So many times I've had some of my friends over and we just would play this for hours upon hours, learning tricks and everything. Uh, man, this game is just such a blast. And I, I, I have a copy that I can uh, send you, AJ, if you want You know, what? you're saying a lot of things about games so far that I'm thinking, I completely forgot that was a thing. I forgot that you could make your own level in Tony Hawk. And I always loved playing, uh, not King of the Hill. What was what was the version where you kept, like, spray painting the territory? Ta- tag? Yeah, I love yes. Tag. Tag was a lot of fun. Well, the game modes were so much fun. This is, it's such a great time. You just pick up the game and play, jump in a level. I think mm-hmm. the original Tony Hawk, you can get into an actual game within two minutes of booting it up. In games now, mm-hmm. it takes so long to load everything just by how big the games are, all the crap. Simpler times. Simpler times. All right. Well, if you are listening on the main feed, that will conclude this episode for now but you can listen to the rest of it if you join our Patreon at $4 a month and you get all of our previous other bonus episodes and all of our other uh, bonus Patreon where we have some behind-the-scenes stuff. Some We have movie monthly movie recommendations, movies from all eras, so you can even see our recommendations to non-kids movies, uh, bonus things like that. Uh, and we, if you DM us there, like, we'll, we'll obviously take some of your ideas into consideration if you have movies you want us to see and anything like that or or review or you know just give a review privately there we'll do that (laughs) maybe (laughs) but yeah that's where you can find us well we will see you next week for another full episode of the old kids movies